the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Coast to coast on more than 140 outstanding radio stations and streaming live at ToddStarns.com. Hello fellow patriots, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today, coming to you from the free state of Iowa, where in just six days, real live citizens will tell the world what they think about the presidential race. Enough pundits, enough predictions, enough spin, enough polling, real live human beings getting together in 1,700 locations around the state of Iowa to tell you who they think, they respectfully think, should be the next president. And it is quite a different scene outside in the state of Iowa today as it was a couple of days ago. I should mention Todd is taking the day off to rest that throat. He made it through the show yesterday, but as he told you, it was a little rugged, and so Best that he lie low for a day, conserve the voice. You know, it's the, and I mentioned this one other time when I was honored to sit behind this microphone and talk to you, All Starns Nation. But those of us who use our voice, radio, TV, we speak for a living. It seems we're especially prone to having the, the instrument that we need be affected by any bug. I suppose that's, that's just because we use the voice so much. So Todd's going to, uh, I don't know, medicate with Dayquil or uh, some sweet tea or, uh, I don't know, uh, Louisiana coffee, whatever is his preference. But it's a very different day in the state of Iowa today because 24 hours ago, I saw green grass. And in the space of 12 hours where I am at in northeast Iowa, and I should tell you, I am coming to you through the courtesy of my home base, News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America with accurate news and reasonable views, and the home to Todd Starnes in the state of Iowa. But in a 12-hour period overnight, where I'm at, we got, I think now it's 8 inches of snow. And that's on the low end of totals. We have had, and I'm getting to a point on this, I know most of you could hardly care less about the Iowa weather, but there's a reason for mentioning it. We have had a very mild winter. It was 50 degrees most places on Christmas Day. That is unheard of. This is the first major snowfall to affect the entire state. You know, if you you give me four inches of wet snow around Thanksgiving, ah, that's nothing. And really, eight inches of fluffy snow, we just call that Tuesday. 
but it is covering the entire state. Winter storm warnings everywhere, wind that may reach 40 miles an hour, and it is going to impact the presidential race. Because we're within a week of the caucuses next Monday night, and these candidates had all manner of appearances scheduled across the state, and some of that, some of that may be affected by the weather. Coming up after the break at the bottom of the hour, we'll see how the weather is impacting one of those candidates. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy will join us live here on the Todd Starnes program. That is just after the bottom of the hour. And the weather obviously is going to affect the travel and the campaigning. As I said, we've not had a storm this winter yet. And apparently we're going to make up for lost time because there's another three to six inches coming in before the weekend. And, oh, wait, then the bone-chilling cold. Right now in northeast Iowa, it's around freezing, 30 degrees. That's not bad. That's above normal for this time of year. But on caucus day, we're going to wake up with temperatures below zero. We're going to be lucky to be in the middle single digits. Now, Iowans are hardy people. Midwesterners, people from the heartland, again, we just look at this and say it's a minor inconvenience. But it may impact, A, the campaigning now, as we've been discussing, but it may impact turnout on caucus night. And as a reminder, everybody has to be in place by 7 o'clock Monday night at those 1,700 places around the state. The doors will be locked you cannot get in. It's sort of like a final exam at a college. If you're late, you lose out. So everyone has to be in the room and the door is locked at 7 o'clock. If the weather is bad and you're not a strong supporter of a candidate, well, you might decide to stay home because it doesn't matter. And that's why all of the candidates, Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, Binkley, the ones who are active in Iowa. Hutchinson also touring the state. Christie has not shown up at all, has uh, no presence in Iowa whatsoever, may get some votes on caucus night, but it's not because he came here and asked for them. But all of these folks are saying, look, this is too important. Do not assume that the polls are right. Do not assume that your vote doesn't matter. Now, they have different reasons for saying this. I mentioned this when Todd was kind enough to have me on the Newsmax program, or as uh, we tend to call it, Hour 4, last Friday. Hope you were able to watch Newsmax 2 for that conversation, which is at 3 o'clock weekdays, right after the three-hour radio program. But we talked about some of the key things to look for on caucus night, and I want to share some of those with you. First of all, the thing to understand is that the caucuses, when they are contested, in other words, when there's not an incumbent running, as was the case four years ago, in a contested caucus, if you pull down 30%, that's really good, because you're probably talking six, seven, ten opponents. And so coming down with 28, 30%, that's a pretty good showing in a field that large. As mentioned, we're down to about seven candidates. Thank you, RNC, for your lousy rules that tried to take the vote out of the public's hands and put it in the hands of you folks running the party into the ground. So good work out of you. But out of the seven folks who are competing on caucus night, that's uh, if everybody gets a little bit of support, you can see that the, 
the winner does not need all that much. And that is why, in the history of the Iowa caucuses, more than 50 years now, only on two occasions in a contested caucus has the winner gotten more than 40%. 40 is the rare situation. The last time it happened was George W. Bush in the year 2000. Right now, the polls show that Donald Trump is around 50%, 51%. So this is why Trump keeps telling his people, and he's going to all manner of smaller towns and smaller venues. He's not just doing big city arena events. He's going into these places that often don't see a president or they don't see a candidate more than maybe once a cycle. He's trying to make an impression. And so far, it seems that it's a very favorable impression. But he says, show up, we got to swamp them. Because what happens if Trump were to get 46%? That's an all-time record. An all-time record. What if he were to get 50 or 51%? What if the polls are correct and he literally gets half of the vote in a seven-person field? That is such a huge optic for him to have more supporters in the Iowa caucus than everyone else combined. What kind of momentum would that give him going forward? Trump wants an early knockout blow. And it's great strategy because the quicker he can through votes, not through pressure of the RNC, through votes, get the field window down to where he's the one left standing, the better. I know Todd has talked about, and I respect the view, I have a different one, but I respect his view. He's talked about, well, you know, the field needs to consolidate. Trump's the only hope. You need to get behind Trump. And I'm fine with that if it's the people voting who make that decision. Because I don't trust polls, certainly not solely. They all seem to be lining up the same way. And that gives me some confidence that while individual polls may be flawed, together, gosh, they all seem to be saying the same thing. But let's let the people vote. That comes up in six days in Iowa, comes up eight days later in New Hampshire. Let's get some votes in and then see how this plays out. But if you're Trump and you score a record showing in a contested Iowa caucus, you've really made your case, haven't you? Now, if in fact you assume Trump will win, and by the way, there are some diehard Haley and DeSantis supporters, and I love their passion. I don't love getting trolled on social media by them, but that's okay. I'm a big boy. I can handle this. I just moved six inches of snow out of my driveway today. I can handle this. But they, they still think they're going to win, and they might. Could be the biggest story ever. I'll be the first one to say everybody else was wrong. But that's probably what the fight is. The, when I'm looking at things Monday night, I'm going to be looking at, does Trump set a record? And if so, is that 50%? That's number one. Number two, I want to know who finishes second, because that's vitally important, vitally important, as we move on to these other stops along the, uh, along the line. And I'll tell you why after we take this break. I want to remind you that if you want to join this coast-to-coast -coast conversation taking place in the Liberty University studio, we'd love for you to do it. It's the same phone number you're used to using. It's 901-260-5926. Once more, that's 901-260-5926. 
We'll take your calls this hour. Don't forget Vivek Ramaswamy live coming up after the bottom of the hour. Short break now. Back in a moment. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on this edition of the Todd Starn Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. Welcome back to the Tom Stone Show from the Liberty University studio. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Resting that scratchy throat, hopefully back with you again soon. Join us. Join this Coast to Coast conversation. I'm sure you have a lot to talk about because this is a really important time on so many fronts. 901-260-5926. I'll say that again. 901-260-5926. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy coming up a little later in this hour. Before we took the break, I was talking about some of the things that interested me about next Monday caucus night. We've already talked about what I think is the number one thing, and that is, does Trump set a record? And if so, does it go above 50%? Well, the second thing to watch is who finishes second. Ron DeSantis was in that position until the autumn, and all of a sudden, He cratered in some of these polls, and Nikki Haley rose pretty quickly. They wound up being, in in essence, a statistical dead heat for second. Most of the polls at the moment have it that same way. I'm not sure I've actually seen any poll with Haley in second. I don't claim that I study them very closely. DeSantis may be in second in a couple of polls, but if you look at the average, the poll of polls, if you will, it's pretty much a dead heat for second. Now, the DeSantis people really get on me when I say this, but I say it not out of animosity. I say it because I don't have a favorite. I say it because I think it's just a factual statement. If he does not finish second in Iowa, I don't know where he goes from here. Now, being someone in Iowa, the place that the world pays attention to for six months every four years, I get asked to do not just this program because I'm on this program and and it's such a blessing to be able to fill in for Todd uh, regardless of what's going on in my state of Iowa. But I wound up having the privilege of doing a couple of hits on the Fox News channel yesterday. And after one of them where I said what I just said to you all, if DeSantis does not finish second in Iowa, I don't know what his path is. I started getting flamed on Twitter X by people who made fun of the necktie I was wearing, the background in the room where I was, 
and the fact that my profile picture on the web page is out of date. Okay, first of all, I love the necktie, but that's not the point. The, there's a factual point here, and that is if Ron DeSantis, having put all in in Iowa, getting the endorsement of the governor, getting the endorsement of evangelical leaders, if he doesn't finish second at this point, then what? Well, you go to New Hampshire. Okay, he's polling fourth there. Again, polls are polls. You can do what you want with them. But if Haley were to finish second in Iowa, after already trending well in the polls in New Hampshire, with her home state of South Carolina after that, again, I'm just looking for the path. For DeSantis, the path was to be a strong second, a viable one-on-one challenger to Trump after the Iowa caucuses. If he does not do that, I simply question the logistics. That's all. And again, none of this is personal. I, I point out again, I don't make endorsements. I don't favor candidates. I'm a registered independent. I don't participate in the Republican caucuses. I'm working that night, so I wouldn't anyway. But the point is, I don't endorse candidates. I don't think that's my role as someone who does a radio program in Iowa. My role is to bring as many voices to the table and let the audience decide. Others have a different view. I respect them. It's just not how I do things. Todd has made very clear his continued allegiance to President Trump. Fully respect that. But it's not my place to pick a favorite or take sides. And someone last night flamed me also because they thought that uh, I was favoring Nikki Haley too much. I'm just telling you what I see. Okay, I have no agenda. I'm not on anybody's bandwagon or anybody's payroll. But I do know who finishes second in Iowa makes a huge difference. If it's DeSantis, he can lay claim to being the Trump opponent. If it's Haley, different story. The number three thing that I'm going to watch for on caucus night is how strongly Vivek Ramaswamy shows up in terms of Iowans who caucus for him. I don't know where he goes if he does not get 10%. Early on in the summer, he was doing very well in double digits. He was in the mid-teens. And for someone coming out of absolutely from nowhere, I mean, that's, that's a strong showing. But if he does not get double digits, again, in a state where he's all in, in a state where he is doing literally three dozen appearances in a four- or five-day period, in a state where he has gone to every one of Iowa's 99 counties more than once. We call it here the full Grassley if you go to all 99 Iowa counties because uh, U.S. Senator Charles Grassley did that when he first became senator in the 1980 election. He said, I can't represent the full state unless I go to every county in the state. And that's now become the marker for other state officials and for these candidates. Binkley was the first in this cycle to go for all 99 counties. DeSantis followed him, and now Ramaswamy is doing the double Grassley. Well, the bottom line is, that's got to pay off at some point, right? If you're pushing all the chips into the center of the table for Iowa, you've got to have results, or where is your path? And we will talk to Vivek Ramaswamy about the campaign, about the fact that The RNC was letting him into debates, but now Fox News is ignoring him when it comes time for town halls. CNN ignored him when it came time for a debate. It's going to be a two-person debate, as it turns out, uh, tomorrow night in Des Moines. 
all of that with Vivek Ramaswamy in about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, It's a little uh, dicey on the campaign trail today, and so the schedule is a, a little different. So he will join us, we're told, before the end of this hour, just a little later than we had thought. So let's take our bottom of the hour break from the Liberty University studio and urge you to call in so we can take your calls in the next segment. It's 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Coast to Coast Todd Starn Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypillow.com slash starns. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today from the Liberty University studio. Vivek Ramaswamy scheduled to join us live this half hour. Between now and then, let you and I talk. Give us a call, 901-260-5926. That's the number that Matt used to call in from North Carolina, where he listens to the Starn Show on the talk station. Matt, Jeff Stein in for Todd. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hello, Jeff. First of all, I compliment you. Thank you, sir. It's about the weather in Iowa, but you fill us in at the top of the show. <laughs> yes, not, I tell you, good. it is it is it is beautiful looking out my window. This is like a Christmas card with snow on the limbs of the trees. It's a Christmas card till you walk out and fire up the snowblower, my friend. That's all I can tell you. Not fun. Well, fifty-seven degrees here and rising in <laughs> North Carolina. Good for you, but sir. We have a big storm coming with almost hurricane force winds. That's not fun. I nope, want to get nope. this out of the way. You remember, yep, you get uh, yours. of course, you know, it's a great newsman and the best bill and host I've ever heard, uh, by the way. And Thank then you. Uh, also the speech that Biden gave, you know, about days ago, ranting and raving about Trump. I mean, Trump's quote was not attacking Biden, which is a great refreshment. Instead, he said, Folks, he ran out of gas. By the end of a short speech, he said, I got to get out of here. And all <laughs> Trump said, instead of attacking him like normally, which I like, because I was, as the vice president of large company, I want results and profit. Yes. Not worried about policy. And Trump did great. He said, Folks, this is not who we need for our president. Corruption and conflict over the world. Well, one of the things that is interesting about the Biden approach, they tried Bidenomics. They thought that was a clever term. Well, here's the problem. They sit there and they say, look, inflation is uh, only 3%. That's tremendous. 
Well, two things. One, it was 1.6 when these people took over. Second point, it ran all the way to 9.1. So for them to say, oh, look, we almost killed the patient, but now we've brought it back to life, sort of, that's not resonating. I'm guessing when you go to the grocery store, because the prices have not gone down from that 9% era in 2022. Prices have not go, gone down. I'm guessing that when you go to the grocery store, you're still getting a little bit of sticker shock when they tell you how much you owe. It's killing me. And it's hard for people to get a mortgage these days. Their credit is overextended because of uh, record credit card debt. Uh, I just uh, And so the point is, if they wanted to claim accomplishments, right? This is what uh, Biden wants to run on his record. Well, his domestic record is horrible because people just feel the pinch at every turn. And after Afghanistan, which led to Ukraine, which led to a Hamas terror attack on Israel, you sure can't claim that you're some expert in foreign affairs. When in doubt, when you cannot claim your own accomplishments, you got to beat up on the other guy and say how he's so bad because it makes you look good by comparison. Is it as simple as that, Matt? Yes, uh, and Trump is great. And uh, I actually got a flag sent to me, a beautiful Trump 2024 flag, which most of the time I can't fly it. It's so windy around here. <laughs> but um, that's a beautiful flag, and it was set on air. We won't say who. said, well, unlike you, Matt, your friends, it cost them $60. <laughs> but you are a great villain, those Jeff Stein. Well, you're very kind, Matt. Thank you for calling in from North Carolina. You enjoy the weather out there and uh, batten down the hatches for the storm, sir. Thank you. 901-260-5926. That's how you can reach us in the Liberty University studio. We'll take your calls now and have uh, Vivek Ramaswamy join us a little later in this hour from the campaign trail in a very snowy state of Iowa. But once again, you know, this is the sort of thing we were talking about the grocery store. It's just amazing, the prices that we're still paying. This is the part that, and I did a piece on this for the business show, business radio show that I do. The administration says, look, we've got these numbers under control. The economy's moving along well. Well, okay, not manufacturing, but the economy's moving along well. The numbers are great. Why don't people understand it? There is a big disconnect because, again, the eggheads there at the economist's office at the White House, they're looking at the current numbers, not understanding how the rest of us live. When the prices spiked to a high of 9.1% inflation, they stayed there. And they're still going up month to month. Now, the rate of increase is, quote, only 3% as opposed to 9%, but it's still going up. We do not have deflation. Deflation would be where the prices would go down. And instead of a 3% inflation rate, it'd be a negative number. That's not happening. So they may have inflation, quote, under control right now, which they really don't, because they're propping it up with government money. The private sector is still hurting. They're making it look good on paper. And they're rigging and cooking the books with regard to the jobs. And I'll come back to that another another time here today as, as we have time. But the point is, you have been paying more. 
you continue to pay even more. It has not gone down, and that's why Americans, according to all manner of surveys, are pessimistic about the economy. Because we live in the real world, and we understand that the prices went up, they went way up, and now they're still going up, but just not as fast. My wages haven't caught up with those spikes. Most businesses haven't been able to keep up. And so, as an individual who will be casting a vote, you're in a worse position. The Reagan question rings true. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? And that's why the Biden team is tearing into bad orange man, dangerous for democracy, because they cannot run positively on their record. And it is a dubious record at best. 901-260-5926 is how you can reach us in the Liberty University studio. We're going to take a break now. Come back. Vivek Ramaswamy before the top of the hour. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. 901-260-5926 is how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. He's resting that voice that uh, was a little scratchy yesterday. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you as uh, the program moves along. A lot of great guests also coming up. We're awaiting a call now from Vivek Ramaswamy from the Campaign Trail in Iowa. Coming up in the next hour, we're scheduled to speak with Republican U.S. Senate candidate from the state of Nevada, Captain Sam Brown. Things are going very well for him. CaptainSamBrown.com is the website, and uh, you can learn more about him than listen to the conversation coming up as we start the next hour. Also, in our next hour, we're scheduled to meet with the author of a new book entitled American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Migration from Blue to Red States. He's Roger L. Simon, and he knows whereof he speaks, a well-known author, Oscar-nominated screenwriter. His book, American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Migration from Blue to Red States. We'll talk with him about it coming up at the bottom of the next hour. 901-260-5926 is how you can reach us here in the Liberty University studio. We were talking about the weather, and when you're watching uh, cable news and seeing all these poor reporters uh, in Des Moines, and uh, they've got their brand-new little uh, winter coats and stocking caps, and uh, some of them are stationed in much warmer climates. 
In fact, uh, Ryan Binkley, presidential candidate from Texas, Ron DeSantis, uh, presidential candidate from Florida, each of them were in my radio studio in Iowa this past week. We talked about the weather, and at that point, the temperature was in the mid-30s. That's a heat wave for this time of year, and each of them indicated, I'm just not real cut out for this weather, but I'll put on another coat and we'll be fine, because this is uh, such an important thing, uh, helping select the uh, next leader of the free world. We were talking about the snowfall that was coming, and uh, you know, it's the old joke, you got to go out, you hear there's going to be a blizzard or something, got to go out and get bread and milk. Got to go out and get bread and milk. I swear I saw people at the store yesterday uh, who were lactose intolerant, but they still were getting bread and milk because it's the societal convention. I have a different view. I went to the store and I stocked up on pastry, baked goods, chips. Who needs this bread and milk stuff? If I'm going to wind up being stranded at home because of a snowstorm, I don't want to open the refrigerator and say, oh, great, we have milk. I don't want to open the pantry and say, oh boy, there's a loaf of bread and it's wheat bread at that. No, no. You give me tasty blueberry muffins. You give me, well, my, you know, snack food, comfort food, right? We deal with these things in our own ways. I mentioned something and, and we're going to circle back to this topic throughout the day. And it has to do with unity, especially Republican unity. This is a contentious election cycle. It already is on the Republican side. And we've heard, and uh, Matt reminded us uh, in the call from North Carolina uh, just a few minutes ago about the Democrat candidate, the presumptive candidate. All right, raise your hand if you think Joe Biden will actually be on the ballot. All right, well, in any case, he's the one in the position right now as the incumbent president and how he was just tearing in to Donald Trump personally threat to democracy, et cetera, et cetera. Party fights, primary fights, are important to have because it helps you understand who the party is. And that's why I think as many voices should be heard as possible. And one of those voices that you have heard an awful lot in the past year is that of Vivek Ramaswamy. Mr. Ramaswamy is online at Vivek2024.com. He joins us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Mr. Ramaswamy, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd Starnes. How are you, sir? Good to talk to you, Jeff. Where are you at? I'm in Waterloo, and eight inches of snow seems to be the number. Where are you at, and how much of this fluffy white stuff are you dealing with today? Well, I was in the northwest till about 2 a.m. last night on our drive back to Des Moines, and we are on our way to our next event in Wapolo County. We're going out to Ottumwa. So from the northwest to the southeast, we've braved our way. And, you know, Jeff, I'm proud to say I'm the only candidate hosting multiple events today. I had multiple, only one hold multiple events yesterday. And it's part of the strategy of this campaign. Meet Iowans where they are. And we will have done over 390 events by the time of the Iowa caucus, which is more than all of the other campaigns combined. But I think that it's important that we respect the Iowa caucus process, and this is how it's done for a reason. And it's been an honor for me to meet the voters in the way we are, to have very candid conversations rather than just the usual political talking points. If folks are interested, uh, Vivek2024.com has a list of these events, but you and I are doing a television program called Iowa Talking Points. People can watch that live Thursday afternoon, 4.30 Central Time, 5.30 Eastern Time, iowatalkingpoints.com. You can watch the live stream. But what do you find people are looking for? Because your campaign seems to be the, there's usually one a cycle. 
where there's a breakout, somebody who comes from seemingly nowhere and really captures the ear of voters. What is it that that you're hearing and what are you able to say to these people that is helping garner your uh, supporters to, to continue to grow? Well, thank you, Jeff. I, I think we are going to deliver a major shock at the Iowa caucus. I think the current poll numbers miss our support. They have me in fourth place. I think we have a good shot at winning the Iowa caucus. I think we will. And part of the reason why is people are just hungry for the truth. They're sick and tired of a government that has systematically lied to the people. And I'm the only candidate in this race who can even say certain things that I'm against the CO2 pipeline using eminent domain across half of the state, that I'm going to strip pharmaceutical companies of the special liability exemptions for vaccine manufacturers where there has been injury. There needs to be justice. The only person to say that I will pardon on day one in office, every peaceful January 6th protester, because that's the right thing to do for this country. And so that's, Part of what I think people are hungry for is just a candidate who tells them the truth. And you know what? If you want somebody who's actually going to get in there and shut down the deep state and speak truth to power, then vote for the candidate who's going to speak the truth to you. And that's what I'm doing in this race. I think in a way that nobody else really is. And I think that's where I'm going to lead the government, which is what people are hungry for. We live in a 1776 kind of moment, Jeff. And I think Thomas Jefferson was... 33 years old when he wrote that Declaration of Independence. These revolutions, they're led by the next generation, by outsiders, for a reason. And I do think it's going to take now more than ever an outsider with fresh legs to reach and lead and inspire a new generation of Americans. And I think I'm the man for that job. Another couple of minutes with Vivek Ramaswamy live on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems to me that the folks at CNN and Fox News Channel just uh, don't want to have that truth spoken because uh, you've been snubbed from the Fox News town halls. And what do you know? CNN came up with debate rules that keep you on the outside. Well, CNN's debate rules are a joke, actually, because all of the RNC qualifying debates, if they're used, I would automatically have met those criteria in a nutshell. Here's what really happened. When I started speaking the truth about the third rail topics that you're not supposed to talk about, the truth of what really happened on January 6th, which I increasingly do believe was a product of government entrapment, the idea that the Democratic policies, Democratic Party's policies are what they call the great replacement theory. Well, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think it's a reality that the Democratic Party is using broken immigration policies to secure lasting electoral majorities. These are the things you're not allowed to say as a Republican candidate, that Ronna McDaniel needs to resign as the failed chairwoman of the RNC. I'm the only person saying these things. And the mainstream media, I would say the corporate media broadly, has decided that they don't want their viewers to hear that from me. But you know what? I think you even heard others, even other voices on certain of those networks. Greg Gutfeld, I think, late yesterday expressing his displeasure and suggesting that he would offer me his own town hall if the corporate version of it didn't do the same thing. And so... The people who are most in touch with we the people understand my message and are galvanizing behind it. And, Jeff, I think that actually sets up for a great scenario for me at the Iowa caucus. I think we're going to deliver a shock relative to the expectations. The mainstream media set one expectation. We're going to shatter that. I think I'm going to win the Iowa caucus because many of our voters are first-time caucus goers who are not polled. Others are America First patriots who haven't necessarily been traditionally polled people with landlines or otherwise either. And so I do think that we're going to deliver something unprecedented here, but it's not about me. It's not about anybody other candidate. It's about this country. 
And if we don't get this right in the next five years before the interest payments on our national debt become the largest line item in our federal budget, if we don't get this right soon, I don't think we're going to have a country left. We are in the middle of a war for the future existence of our country, a war between those who love this country and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for, a war between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. And I think now more than ever, we need a commander-in-chief, a general, to lead us to victory in that war. That's going to take somebody from the outside who isn't bought and paid for. In my case, my biggest donor is me. I don't report to them. I report to you, the people of this country. And I think now more than ever, somebody who has not yet been wounded in that war, somebody with fresh legs. And so I am the candidate who will take our America First agenda to the next level. We're talking All right. real we, now we're up against here. the top I, of the I, I, hour. I'm sorry, Mr. Ramaswamy. We're up against the top of the hour. Vivek2024.com is the website for Vivek Ramaswamy. Safe travels. I'll see you in Cedar Falls for the TV show at iowatalkingpoints.com on Thursday at 5.30 Eastern. Vivek Ramaswamy, Vivek2024.com. Hour two of the Starn Show coming up. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 2 of this Tuesday edition of the Todd Starnes radio program. Coast to coast on more than 140 outstanding radio stations and streaming live at toddstarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Todd taking care of that itchy throat that he battled through yesterday. Hopefully he'll be back very soon. Our number is the same as you're used to using when you connect with us here in the Liberty University studio, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll take your calls in the next segment. I'm coming to you from my home base at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America. With accurate news and reasonable views, six days from today, My friends and neighbors in Iowa will finally come to the caucuses and let America know what they think. Real live votes are going to be counted as opposed to all of the rest of the noise in just six days. There is another, well, there's a number of very important races around the country, but there is another race that we want to talk about, and that is in the state of Nevada. And if the Republicans are going to take majority control of the U.S. Senate, they're going to have to flip some seats, and this one is prime for it. And joining us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Republican U.S. candidate, U.S. Senate candidate, Captain Sam Brown. He is online at CaptainSamBrown.com. Captain Brown, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd Starnes. How are you, sir? Jeff, I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on, and it's, uh, a great start to 2024. Uh, Republicans are looking strong across the board. Well, you certainly are. If fundraising uh, numbers are to uh, be any measure of it, and these days it certainly is the case, talk about this huge amount of support that you've been receiving as of late. These last two fundraising reports are just stellar, sir. 
Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, this is a really a testament to um, patriots across the country uh, believing in the importance of this race. And I, I tell you, look, I, I got in this race because, um, you know, I've served the country once before, um, you know, as a West Point graduate, um, served in Afghanistan, was wounded there. Um, I know I know the high cost of, of service and what it takes to, to keep our country the greatest in the nation. And uh, I left the private sector, sold my own business, and uh, my wife and I are willing to serve again um, because our country is under attack. And um, people all across the country realize that. Um, and this is uh, one of the things I'm most proud about is that this is such a grassroots uh, funded campaign. Um, we've just had tens of thousands of donors, folks like the listeners here who've gone to CaptainSamBrown.com and just clicked on Donate. Um, in fact, I was talking to my team this morning, and, and just from uh, people going to the website, our average donation was $17 from literally tens of thousands of people over the past six months. And um, look, we, we, with that type of support, we set a new fundraising record uh, for uh, Senate challengers here in the state. Uh, we finished Q3 and Q4 with over $3 million raised, and uh, and people are responding to the fact that uh, we need someone who's going to go to D.C. Uh, and be, join uh, the Senate, help us gain back a majority, and going to ensure that we secure our border. Uh, we're going to not have the, uh, the reckless spending that's driving inflation. Uh, someone who's going to fight to bring back American energy independence and uh, and just be there as a champion for the American people. CaptainSamBrown.com is the website. Sam Brown, Republican for U.S. Senate. He joins us on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Captain Brown is a Purple Heart recipient. I cannot possibly, sir, thank you enough for your service wearing the uniform so people like me did not have to. Uh, Tell us about the dynamics of the race. Who is it that you're trying to unseat? And remind us of her background, please, for those who have not kept up. Yeah, so um, Senator Jackie Rosen is a first-term senator. Um, most people are are familiar with the uh, the old Harry Reid machine when he was Senate Majority Leader, and and even after he retired, uh, she was the benefactor of coming into office with you know with his uh, his influence, um, and uh, so she has done uh, not a great deal uh, for Nevadans or for Americans, and as a result, uh, she's got uh, very lagging. Uh, name recognition within the state. Uh, yesterday, in fact, is a is more just good news here in 2024. A left leaning group uh, published a poll that shows, uh, as a result of her do nothing um, time in, in office um, and the fact that she hasn't worked hard for Nevadans, um, she is only leading me by one point. Um, and so we've got uh, a lot of runway ahead of us for me to overtake overtake her on that. And, you know, when, when we look at stats for different states, um, you know, there's stats you're proud of and there are stats that shouldn't be. And unfortunately, we're on the wrong end of a couple of measures. Um, Nevada's got the highest unemployment rate in the nation. We have the highest average cost of fuel at the pump. And our schools rank at the lowest in the nation. And, and these are things that uh, are, are directly driven by Democrat uh, agendas and, and policy decisions. And, uh, you know, conservatives offer an alternative to that. And so Jackie Rosen is going to have to account for that. And uh, we're eager to, uh, to see uh, uh, us leapfrog her uh, here soon in the polling and uh, just continue our march towards uh, winning this race. 
It's a really important point that you make that for an incumbent with that kind of background and that kind of support that elevated her into office to begin with, to only be leading by the amount she is, and you have not secured the nomination because there is a primary on June 11th by all polling and uh, measure of fundraising, you're doing quite well. That doesn't mean you're going to take your foot off the gas at all, but uh, that really is, uh, that speaks volumes about her level of support, and I put support in quotes, given how low it is. Right, right. Well, you know, um, I've I've been looking at some of the numbers and, and, you know, just more reasons for us to be encouraged. And, and when I say, you know, we're encouraged by the news, I, I don't want uh, anyone to, to have any sort of uh, misgivings that uh, uh, just because there's good news that we let our foot off the gas, as you described it. But when you look at sort of folks who identify themselves as moderate or independents, in fact, independent nonpartisan voters are the largest block of voters for us here in this state. So when you look at those folks um, and, and how they feel about the the, Biden, the Biden's agenda. Um, 50% of those independent and moderate folks say that Biden's spending has negatively impacted uh, their life. Um, when they look at gas prices, 50% of them say that gas is higher now than it was a year ago. Uh, 81% of them say that they're paying more for food now than they were a year ago. And this is this is all friction that they're going to have to deal with. But one of you know the greatest issues that we have in our country is is frankly um, you know really suffering from is our border crisis, and uh, a lot of that is driven by President Biden's uh, uh, agenda and policy decisions he's made. But Congress is supposed to be there as a check against a a president who is who is not leading in the best interest of the nation. And Jackie Rosen gets on the Homeland Security Committee um, in a in a show of uh, what I consider to be a dereliction of duty. She has not been to the border to even evaluate what is going on there since July of 2019. We're talking about over 1,500 days. She sits on a committee that provides oversight on our border. She has not even been there uh, one day in the Biden administration. Um, this is This is the sort of representation that we've got to get rid of. Given your military background, and your heroic service, I would be remiss if I did not ask you to comment on this administration's policy toward Israel in light of the Hamas terror attacks on what I thought was America's closest ally. What should this country be doing that it is not doing? You know, we, we should be standing with Israel. Um, Israel is... Uh, is not only our greatest ally in the Middle East, um, you know, it's a it's a functional uh, democratic form of government as well. Uh, but they also have a very uh, robust, uh, professional, mature military, and uh, we should be doing um, everything that we can to support uh, Israel and their efforts, rather than um, trying to dictate to them uh, what they should or should not do. I've been disappointed uh, to see Biden uh, try and. Uh, make demands um, and uh, and really force Israel to you know to have these mandatory ceasefires. Um, look, they're, they're dealing with um, with terrorists. They're they're dealing with an Iranian-backed group uh, that is that is you know um, firmly uh, set in trying to destroy uh, the nation of Israel and Jews. And and we should be supporting Israel in its uh, self self-defense and uh, and determining how best to go about. Uh, eliminating those sorts of threats. 
CaptainSamBrown.com is the website. Follow him on the socials at Captain Sam Brown. Once again, thank you for your past service, and we look forward to your future service as the next U.S. Senator from the state of Nevada. Thanks so much for taking the time, sir. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you. CaptainSamBrown.com is the website. There's a donate button. There is a Republican primary. He is scoring, according to polling and fundraising, far ahead of the rest of the field. The important part is that uh, primary is in June, and the winner of the primary takes on one-term Senator Jackie Rosen, and you heard about her record. And if you're inclined to support this Senate candidate or any of the others around the country, it's going to take everyone to their ability to marshal the resources necessary to win and win resoundingly. And Captain Sam Brown joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line on this Tuesday edition of the Todd Starn Show from the Liberty University studio. We have time for your calls in the next segment. Give us a call now at 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Todd, resting that strained voice. He'll be back with you again soon. 901-260-5926 is how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. If you missed our segment in the uh, earlier this hour, our most recent segment with Captain Sam Brown, Republican running for U.S. Senate in Nevada. This program gets done in about an hour and a half. Wait a little bit after that, and you can listen to the Toddcast podcast at toddstarns.com, part of the Salem Podcast Network. And this is the type of person that you need to hear from, just like in our next hour we'll hear from a U.S. Senate candidate in the state of Utah by the name of Carolyn Phippen. Need to have strong, strong candidates who can take on Democrats in some of these pivotal seats. You have to hold on to Utah. You have to flip Nevada. And so you really need to pay attention to these races and support them if you can early on. Captain Brown and all the guests on this fine radio program appear on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. For a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Great supporters of this radio program. It's been a great partnership. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage. They give you the ability to access all three major networks. So what that means is you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without the money you pay every month going to fund left-wing causes. What a nice change of pace. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and, of course, our military veterans and first responder heroes. Patriot Mobile is a 100% U.S.-based customer service company. 100% customer service based in the U.S. Switching's very easy. I've gone online before with you and walked you through the steps. You can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can get a different number, get a different phone. They'll take care of all of it as they help you find the best plan for your needs. Here's what you need to do. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Free activation today with the offer code Todd. Don't forget that. Make the switch today. It's patriotmobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. patriotmobile.com slash Todd or 972-PATRIOT. Continuing from the Liberty University studio, just after the bottom of the hour, we will speak with the noted author Roger L. Simon about his new book, and he is one of the people that he writes about. I mean, this is his life, and it led him to realize that so many others have the same situation. The book is called American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Migration from Blue to Red States. And if you're interested in the book after you hear the conversation, there will be a link on the live show blog at toddstarns.com, so you can purchase the book right there. I believe also on that live show blog, you'll find a link to the most recent poll question of the day that I do on my radio station, KXEL in Iowa. So you can check in on that if you like, kxel.com slash poll. Every weekday we put up a new poll, and uh, I think there's a link on the live show blog at toddstarns.com as well. But this is the question I put up yesterday, and I've just left it up there to get your thoughts, Starns Nation. Here's the question. Should action be taken against the Secretary of Defense for not telling the White House he was in the hospital? Still is in the hospital, come to think of it. Should he be fired, reprimanded? Should everything just be okay? Or are we wasting our time talking about this issue? There are more important things. Variety of options for you to weigh in on. The question, should action be taken against the Secretary of Defense for not telling the White House he was in the hospital? That's my radio station's poll question of the day at kxcl.com slash poll or go to the live show blog at toddstarns.com. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd from the free state of Iowa today, and you can connect with me on the socials at Iowa Politics, that's I-O-W-A Politics, on Twitter X and Gitter and what else? Well, certainly not Facebook. Hate the Facebook. Um, also on Instagram and, of course, on Truth Social. So give a follow if you like. And, of course, social media for the Starns show is at Todd Starns, except Instagram, which is at Todd Starns, FNC. I mentioned earlier in the program, and we're going to come back to it as we have time today, but one of the things that is good about uh, just a good, solid, almost knockdown, drag-out, partisan primary fight is that everybody is heard, that weaknesses are exposed and potentially remedied, makes the prevailing candidate stronger quite often. Does it burn through resources? Yes. Does it sometimes weaken a candidate? Well, a poor candidate. But I'd say that they come out stronger. And so, for example, with regard to the Republican presidential fight, there are some folks, and I hear from them, they hear something I say And one person will think that I am biased in favor of one candidate. A different person will think that same statement meant that I was biased toward a different candidate. Because those who are really passionate about their respective candidates, they hear things differently than those who are more neutral. And that's all part of the process. Fine. Let's have the conversation. But after a proper period of time to lick your wounds... Everybody's got to come together in unity, or else it's going to be President Michelle Obama. Uh Uh-huh, you heard me right. That picked up on what Todd was talking about yesterday, I think, as well. 
We'll have more on that coming up. Roger L. Simon joins us after this break. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. This is The Todd Starn Show. To the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today, 901-260-5926. You have heard Todd talk about his forthcoming book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. I think it's his seventh. I've had the privilege of writing six books, and I know that when the first box of books comes and you open it up and there's such great anticipation, that never gets old. I bet it doesn't get old, even for somebody who's written more than a dozen books, like our next guest, who joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. He is Roger L. Simon, and today is release date for his brand new book, American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Exodus from Blue States to Red States. Mr. Simon Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for joining us on the Star and Show. How are you? I'm fine and excited in the way you said. That's true. I this is actually my fourteenth book, hard to believe, uh, and seventh feature film. I mean, I've done a, I've been writing a long time, I guess. Anyway, uh, you're right about that box arriving with the books. It's it's always like. Holy moly! I did that. <laughs> it it I makes mean, uh, it makes know, all of the uh, a lot of work, as you know. Well, that's what I was going to say, and I'm sorry for jumping on top of you, but but it's sort of like all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into a project and the times when you think it's not worth it. Well, there, that makes it worth it. And, in fact, this one is so interesting because this is really your story, you and your family's story. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's 70% that. It's also uh, a little bit the uh, story of other people that I've talked to. Uh, I deal with mostly Tennessee, where I moved to the Nashville area, but also uh, to uh, with Florida, Georgia, and Texas. I don't deal much with the with those uh, the northwestern states where people are also moving, like Idaho and so forth. But I uh, be, simply I didn't have time or inclination. Anyway, I'm one of those write. Since I started by writing novels and screenplays, I'm sort of a write what you know kind of person, and I want to make it a good read. Uh, rather than a bunch of data. I mean, the data is clear anyway. The, the People have been moving from blue states to red states for quite a while now, I think in three phases, one pre-COVID, then during COVID, and now post-COVID. So it's it's, it's still going on. If, if uh, the Democrats win again in November, I think it'll become a, I don't know, maybe we'll all vote for Argentina. Well, it's not going to be any fun to be here, I'll tell you that. Uh, You have had uh, the folks who've reviewed this book and written uh, blurbs, as they say, for the cover. Tucker Carlson, John Rich, our guest last hour, Vivek Ramaswamy. Obviously, I I can understand why folks are moving now post-COVID, because they saw how certain states responded to the pandemic, which states were free states, as I call them, and which were not. I'm intrigued, as you've looked at this, that it started pre-COVID. What was, was some of the rationale for folks who migrated from the blue to red states before the China virus? Oh, <laughs> don't make me laugh. I mean, okay, I lived in the Hollywood Hills. I was a, I'm an Academy Award-nominated screenwriter. I got sort yes, of sir. kicked out because I went to the right. But, but 
you know, I lived in a pretty nice neighborhood. Uh, by, by, I would say, 2013, 14 in there, they were already homeless coming down from Mulholland Drive. When I would drive my daughter to school down La Brea Boulevard, you would see people defecating in the alleys. Hmm. Uh, this was all before COVID. Uh, <laughs> it ain't new, sorry. But COVID, COVID of course, exacerbated many things. But it, but uh, it, it was going on, and it was it was actually going on significantly. And it, you know, one of the the things that's sort of comic that I rely. If you want to rent a U-Haul in um, Tennessee or Florida, it's cheap. If you want to rent a U-Haul in in LA, it's expensive. <laughs> well, it's supply and demand. This is capitalism, after all. Uh, American yeah, exactly. Refugees <laughs> is the new book. Released today, Roger L. Simon, the author, and he's our guest on the Todd Starn Show, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. And, and again, in the course of your career, in the course of your life, you, like many others, your political views have sort of migrated and, and I take it it's because, uh, again, the the folks that you used to believe in, the foundational principles that you all had in common, is it a matter that your old party and your old views left you? It's not so much that you left them in terms of places yeah, like I, California, I think it's et cetera? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's that old Reagan line of, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, it left me. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's substantially what happened to me. And by 9-11, I really realized it. And then I started a company called then Pajamas Media. Now it still exists as PJ Media. I write now for the Epic Times. But at that particular point, uh, uh, I soon enough got um, a message in my mail, scrawled in my mailbox, we know where you live. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is back maybe in oh six or something like that so uh you know it's been a while that was when our first thing is well, maybe we ought to get out of here <laughs> sort of came sort of came to us but it took a while because we didn't move till 2018 but uh, we've now been in this area for five and a half years so uh, and what and what we learned is fantastic and there's a lot of things in the book that it's not simple it's not moving is it, moving, I would say, on balance was very good, but there there were many interesting contradictions. One of which is the people who moved from California. You know, it used to be that uh, that a lot of people were saying, "Well, they're all coming from California with their California values, and they're going to corrupt Tennessee, or they're going to corrupt Florida." Blah blah blah. Actually, it was the other way around. The peop- most of the people who moved. We're not just moving to not pay taxes. They were moving because of ideological reasons to go back to the country that they that we were just talking about a minute ago. And they found something more complicated because the red states are under attack by the left. And also, a lot of the leaders in the red states turned out to be rhino-esque. So it, it, there was a, a, a rather surprising conflict. Which is beginning to resolve itself, but it's 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 it, 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 it wasn't a simple one, two, three. Oh, here I am in Nirvana. No. Yeah, to to your point, it, it's it's not a matter of saying, okay, this we've worn out this place. This place has left us. Oh, this is perfect, and here come here's our next next stop, Nirvana. 
things are much more complicated, especially when you're moving in from the outside, right? I mean, I don't know if the neighborhood you moved into, they, the people welcomed you with open arms, or did they look at you with a healthy skepticism as one of those from the outside? Both, actually. And okay. the, the, the man or woman in the street were terrific. Because uh, the truth of the matter is, when you when you move from New York or California to to a red state, you you're shocked at how nice people are. You, I, as I say in the book, at first I thought it was a trick, <laughs> but but they are nicer, and and but the power brokers in those places are like. They're still ripped from the pages of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. They're not that different. <laughs> so hmm. then you come into conflict with those people, and they're looking, they don't like you necessarily because you're coming with your kind of idealism, which really it is. It was, it was a, it's an idealistic move to move. And <clears throat> they say, well, wait a minute, we're, we're the ones in charge here. So it, there was a, it, it, both things were happening at once. But that's why it takes a book to describe it. You don't you don't describe those things, uh, even as I'm trying to do right now on a talk show. I mean, you can a little bit, but there's much more to say. And it is said within the pages of the new book released today, American Refugees, the Untold Story of the Mass Migration from Blue to Red States, 14th book overall authored by our guest, the Oscar-nominated screenwriter Roger L. Simon. He joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. So as we look toward the future, how optimistic are you, having heard the stories of these people, lived a lot of this yourself? We've, we're now in this post-COVID era that you mentioned. How optimistic are you about where we as a people are headed? It depends on the day. I think that's true for a lot of people. I don't know about you, Jeff. I don't, you know, I, I know of you, but I don't know you well enough to answer that question for you. But, uh, you know, I, I it really, I, you know, sometimes you get up in the morning and I, I get up in the morning right now as a writer. I'm very different from what I was as a kid as a writer. Hmm. Because when I first went to Hollywood, I wanted to be rich and famous and all the rest of the stuff that most of the people do who go there. Now I write because I want to help save my country. Uh, so it's a very a kind of different motivation. On the other hand, answering your that relates to your question because I try to do that every day on the pages of the Epic Times where I have to write four or five columns a week. Mm -hmm. um, or... I, I, I sometimes I get up and I go, oh my god! <laughs> Wait, maybe we should move to Argentina, but there's no, really nowhere to move. We've got to save this country. So the, <clears throat> then I go back to this thing of saying, well, we're going to do it because you got to get. I, I, I think those kind of the answer to a question like that always depends on on the personality that's answering it because you know. There's no end to the struggle, is there? Well, there's not, but I look at it as you have, uh, this is not your first day. And so having seen what you have seen and experienced what you have experienced, I just wonder if uh, most days uh, uh, the, the, the sky uh, has, a, uh, has the sun in it, or, is, or are there storm clouds? Probably both, I suppose, well, depending I, on the issue. Yeah, well, I, okay. The, the, yes. I would say right now, in the last few years, there have been more storm clouds than I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. There's no question about that. But if we go back into history, 
you realize that there have been many periods. I mean, I was born at the tail end of World War II. If I had been going 15 years before that, you know, I would have been going through things that are almost, un, you know, unbearably bad. Although, you know, if you look at what's going on in the Middle East now, it is unbearably bad. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, you, it, you know, Victor Davis Hanson said something once when I was making a video with him that it took me up short and I realized he was right. He said, you know, war is the standard thing for human beings. Periods of peace are very rare. And I went, mm. oh, my God, he's right, isn't he? Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, so, we, you know, we have to keep that in mind of always. I, I, but, you know, by, by character, I'm an optimistic human being. So, I, you know, I, despite the fact that right now I'm looking out my office window as I speak to you, uh, a, a, a storm clouds over Nashville right now. <laughs> but I, but there's a famous line from Oscar Wilde, you know, we're all lying in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. <laughs> That's tremendous. <laughs> That's a good place Isn't to be. Isn't a great me? line? I mean, he was smart, <laughs> that fellow. <laughs> uh, and I think that's uh, to all your listeners that, you know, that's why I write. That's why I wrote the book, because I, it ends optimistically. And also it ends with my discussion of how I became more religious when I moved. That's fascinating. Was it because of the surroundings and the people you were then associating yourself with, or was it just a removal to a new climate? The surroundings. Mm-hmm. Because in the chapter that I write near the end of the book is called Steeples. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a Jewish guy, but when I arrived in, in Nashville for the first few weeks, I'm going, what are all these steeples? There's steeples on every corner. Of course, there was a, ch- a church on every corner, and and it made me it made me think. Well, maybe I should do my own, and gradually I did. Wow! And you know, fantastic. all the I played tennis all the time with a bunch of evangelical Christian guys, a businessman, and very nice. And, and you know, they all they all went to church, and I realized, you know, I'd spent most of my life in secular L.A., so I went to. Jewish Hawaii Holy Days once in a while, but that was about it. I didn't think about it very much. Now I think about it all the time. Wow. So that the the move did that for me. And, you know, I've gone, I go to Chabad services here. Wow. Brand new book released today, American Refugees, The Untold Story of the Mass Migration from Blue to Red States. Roger L. Simon, the author and our guest on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Mr. Simon, congratulations on book number 14. Great conversation. I enjoyed it. And thanks so much. Good luck with me this. Me too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Roger L. Simon, the book American Refugees. And again, he joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line here on the Todd Starnes program. 901-260-5926 is how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation from the Liberty University studio. We'll take your calls after this short break. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Hope his voice is getting better soon. This is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Todd Starn Show from the Liberty University studio. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today, 901-260-5926. That's how you can join 
this coast-to-coast conversation. Coming up in our next hour, we're scheduled to speak with a candidate for the U.S. Senate in the state of Utah. That would be the seat that is currently held by Mitt Romney. Her name is Carolyn Fippen, and we'll find out what her campaign is all about. If you want to get a little preview during the news break coming up at the top of the hour, it's carolynforsenate.com, carolynthenumber4senate.com. Also next hour, return guest to the program, Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale. He has introduced articles of impeachment against Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary. And if you'd like to weigh in on if anything should be done to, with, or for Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, kxel.com slash poll. I think it's on the live show blog at toddstarns.com as well. kxel.com slash poll. My question that I posed on that uh, poll question, boy, that sounded like Kamala Harris, didn't it? The question I posed in the poll question was, uh, should anything happen to Lloyd Austin as a result of going into the hospital and nobody at the White House knowing for days. It's not like it was an important job that he holds, you know, defense secretary, with war breaking out all over the world. Well, we'll see what you think, and we'll talk with Matt Rosendale about it coming up at the bottom of the next hour. One of the things that is vitally important for all of us to remember in this new year 2024 is we need to be informed, we need to be involved, and we need to be engaged. And we need to reform what's wrong through proper channels. Proper channels. That is donating to candidates who say they will do what you want to have done and then hold them accountable. Just because somebody is in office right now and you're afraid that uh, the other party will take the seat if you're not 100% supportive, well, that's what primaries are for. But you need to gather together for a general election. The concept of never this or never that with regard to a candidate, you can afford to take that stand when we're talking about a primary, but given the polarization in political circles these days, given how far to the left what are now called Democrats, what they have actually become, this is no time for taking your marbles and going home if you're mad about how a nominating contest turned out. So I just want to remind you of that as we go into the news break here at the top of the hour. We'll talk more about it next hour. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Stay tuned. Hour 3 of the Starn Show coming up. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 3 of a Tuesday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Coast to coast on more than 140 outstanding radio stations and streaming live at ToddStarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. He's nursing that 
kind of scratchy throat and rough voice that uh, he soldiered through yesterday. Hopefully he'll be back with you soon. I'm coming to you from my home base at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa. The 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America with accurate news and reasonable views. And yes, the place where we have six days until the Iowa Presidential Precinct caucuses and roughly double that amount of snow that fell in the last day, our first big winter storm of the year, just as the campaigns are heating up. With all of these candidates in the hot air, you'd think it would melt quickly, but no, it's uh, going to stick around for a while. Got to put the candidates through all their paces, I guess. Liberty University Studio is our location, as always, and our number, as always, is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll take your calls in the next segment. But we begin this hour of the program by going to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And we are joined by Carolyn Fippen. Ms. Fippen is a candidate, Republican, for the United States Senate from the state of Utah. The website is carolynforsenate.com. That's the number for carolynforsenate.com. Ms. Fippen, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for joining us on the Starns program. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. And we have a little bit of snow here as well. Well, that's what we do this time of year in these places that have four <laughs> seasons. So it's it's not a it's not a big surprise for the rest of us. You've got quite a crowded field. Uh, as I understand it, the filing deadline yeah. has just passed. So talk a bit about for those of us who haven't followed this very closely. What's the race? Uh, what's our timetable, et cetera, in the Senate race uh, in the state of Utah? Yeah, so this is the race to replace Mitt Romney, by the way. Um, I'm a former Mike Lee staffer and the strongest conservative in this race. And my record shows that. So we have a number of people in this race, every single one, a typical politician, with the exception of me. And I do think it's interesting to note, when you talk about the problems that we're dealing with in this country, from the budget to the border to the overregulation issues that we're dealing with, it is a uh, result of electing the same kind of politicians to represent us, supposedly. And we truly are at a point where the only decisions that we have as options are going to be difficult. We saw that with the recently passed bill when it came to the budget negotiation on Sunday, right? And we have massive new spending in that bill, requests to raise the debt ceiling, and nothing that actually shows real leadership on a broad basis coming out of Washington. The people are demanding leadership. They are demanding representatives in Congress, both in the House and the Senate, who actually represent them and their issues and the things that they care about and the impacts that bad policy is having on them in their lives. So truly, this race uh, is we can get another Mitt Romney, or we do have a lot of people in the state of Utah. We are a Republican state. But one of the things that we do well, like some other Republican states, and well is sarcastic, is we tend to believe anybody who suddenly says conservative things in the year before election time. And so that's what we're dealing with. We have a number of typical politicians running, and then we have a true conservative, and that would be me. One of the things that I find when I talk to people, and, and of course I'm here in Iowa and a lot of the focus is on the presidential race, but uh, we're going to be ramping up pretty aggressively for congressional races later this year as well. 
they just are, and I'm talking about citizens, I'm talking about voters uh, who contact me at the radio station, they are tired of electing people who then turn out to, I don't know, do you go through a metal detector at uh, the airport in Washington and, and, and your brain just gets turned to mush because they just all fall in line? Yeah, I know. And there's pressure put on them. You know, when it, it happens with more than the budget. But think about it with the budget. When you don't have 12 separate appropriations bills and instead you bundle everything and everything's used for leverage, and let's be honest, as conservatives, most of the media is not on our side. So there's always the threat that some of this will be used against us. Oh, they voted against funding for, you know, dying babies on the street, whatever. When what you voted against was a massive omnibus spending bill that was 2,000 pages long that you had a six-hour heads up to, to read, and they know no one's going to read it because you can't, and then to vote on. So the, the problem is twofold. It has to do with the politics that are played in Washington, but those are only successful because we have a populace that uh, believes the media that lies to them or that manipulates information for them. And we just have to do a better job as conservatives of helping people understand the issues, why they matter to them, right? Because a lot of people are busy living their lives. I do think we're approaching a period in time in this nation where that is beginning to change. I think it started during COVID. We saw a lot of people waking up and realizing that something was going on and the smart people, the thinkers, the people who were willing to engage and ask questions all walked away from that and are continuing to walk away from that. The the groups and organizations and parties that they've been involved with, they are starting to wake up and realize there is a smarter, better way. And how did I not notice for all of this time that I was engaged with whomever or whatever, that I was being lied to or fed a line and that there was propaganda. We literally had propaganda and still do going on in this country. I'll tell you, I lived in Czechoslovakia not long after the wall came down, very mm. early 90s, 1991. And I, I was over there for over a year as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I, so I lived there for over a year and I would talk to people. I was studying government and politics in college before I left. And I would ask people, like, how did this occur? How did that occur? I saw families where, of course, faith was decimated because children were taught young to tell on their parents and they were forced into government schools when they were two or three years old. And so faith was destroyed. And But one of the questions that I would ask people is, did you believe Pravda? Because all of the Soviet republics got the... Um, Soviet Union, the same Soviet Union news, which was all propaganda. Mm -hmm. And no, they didn't believe it, but enough people did. I mean, I really look around at what we're going through in this country. There is so much collusion between certain government forces and media and big tech. We've seen it. A lot of it has been exposed. It's obvious what's happening now to us. But there are every day more people coming to that realization, and we have to be strongly making the case to bring them over. Otherwise, we, we lose what we have and what has truly been um, the light on a hill for the world. 
Carolyn Fippen is a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate from the state of Utah. Carolyn4Senate.com, that's the number four. That's her website. Links to the socials, also a very nice donate button if you're interested. She joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. So with so many people in a crowded field, what is it going to take for you to prevail? I trust uh, talking to as many people and uh, espousing these values and these views very strongly. That's a real good first start. But are there concerns that those professional politicians, as I think was the term you used, and I don't disagree, that, that they might have an advantage because, again, the inner circle, and I'm using quotes around that? Yeah, there is a concern. And I'll tell you, I'm friends with every person in this race, and I know their donors. Like, they're my friends, too. Um, I've worked with them on things. I've engaged with them. I've worked in politics for over a decade here. And so I know all of these people. And you are exactly right. There is a distinct disadvantage for somebody in my position. Um, because I'm coming at this not having kind of gained the same type of leverage that they have um, through those relationships as they've been in elected office. I literally, listen to this, I talked to one individual who said to me, here's the deal, Carolyn, like, I really like you in this race, but this person who is in this person of, is in this position of authority and I don't want him to squash this deal I'm working on right now. And he has the power to in his current elected position. And this other person, I do business deals with him. And so I can't kick him off. So I just donated to both of them. And otherwise, I just I can't do anything. I'm telling you, that's real. And that is uh, a real threat. We have a different system here in Utah that's different from most states. Unfortunately, it has been changed. After Mike Lee was elected and took out a sitting, sitting U.S. senator, uh, there were individuals who realized that they were at a, those who run the state politically, realized that they were at a distinct advantage, disadvantage if an upstart could do what Mike Lee did. And so they made a change that complicates things, but we do have a caucus convention system as our first round of elections, and that requires me to make my case to its about 4,400 people who will be elected on March 5th, the same day that we have our presidential preference poll here in the state, and those people will be the ones who on April 27th will vote for the party nominee. Now, other people can get on the ballot uh, and there are two very establishment candidates who will get on the ballot uh, at the cost of three, somewhere between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, we'll get on the ballot for the primary race. But in Utah, our primary race for this seat will be like a general somewhere else. Right. And that's the mm-hmm. end of June. So, yes, there's a distinct disadvantage. The big advantage for me right now, two things. I am so different and I come at things so differently from every other person running because I am not a professional politician. It gives me a different perspective. It gives me a different approach, a different way of speaking to people and coming across. And it's clear to people when they hear us talk that there are some people who are scripted in everything that they say. And there are others who just know what they're talking about. And that would be me. So, Or there is one other who just knows what they're talking about. And that's actually some feedback that I got from a Senate forum that took place on Saturday evening from somebody who's a national figure who was there. So, And I was clearly 
that individual who stood out from the others. So getting in front of those 4,400 people so that I can make that case, that is my key between now and the end of April. And that, if when I can come out of convention as the party nominee, that gives me a whole lot of additional support and assistance in the primary to go up against minimally uh, two candidates who will be on the ballot through this signature gathering expensive process and maybe a third who could come out um, who could come out of that convention as well. If you like what you've just heard, go to carolynforsenate.com, click on the donate button. Privileged to talk with you. Good luck in this race, and I hope we talk again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You as well. Carolyn Fippen is a Republican running for the United States Senate from the state of Utah. Again, carolynforsenate.com, and that is the number four. And she joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line here on the Todd Starn Show. 901-260-5926. That's how you can join the Coast to Coast Conversation. We'll take your calls after this break. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana is introducing articles of impeachment against the U.S. Defense Secretary. We'll hear more when the congressman calls into the program in about 10 minutes. Now your turn, 901-260-5926. That's how you can reach the program. That's how Michael contacted us listening online from maryland michael thanks for joining the star and show jeff stein in for todd what's on your mind today thank you jeff uh i wanted to comment on the person you interviewed for senator uh carolyn uh for utah yes uh, i was concerned uh two things uh first she did not come out and say she supports president trump and the make america great again movement and secondly, she spoke in generalities. She didn't really let us know where she stands on the issues. Uh, and I like, I think his name is Trent Bass, uh, for, for Senator. He, uh, was interviewed on the program, uh, some days ago. And, uh, I believe he's, uh, America First, uh, MAGA. Was it the overall lack of specificity, or did you need to hear phrases like, and, and I'm, not, I'm not poking, I'm just asking, uh, did you need to have her say MAGA or talk about Trump as opposed to the other person you heard on the program? Yes, I, I did need her to uh, uh, address the subject, uh, to come out strong and say she supports President Trump and the Make America Great Again movement and uh, not speak in generality. Uh, we needed to hear where she stood on the issues. She could just be another Mitt Romney. Do you think, working for Mike Lee, that she would have a chance to be Mitt Romney? I mean, I'm, I'm, I agree with you that if there, there's a lack of specificity, I'm not sure that uh, that necessarily puts you in the Romney camp, but uh, does the pedigree of working for someone like Mike Lee, does that help in your mind? That helps. Uh, that helps. Uh, but uh, I'm just concerned because uh, Mitt Romney said he was conservative, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I was fooled by him. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I wasn't impressed with Caroline. 
once bitten, twice shy, or twice shy. Michael, thanks so much for calling in from Maryland and listening to the program. I appreciate that greatly. Thanks for calling in, 901-260-5926. I'll tell you, the way that I go about, and it's especially for somebody here, I'm. it's like Todd loaned me his car today, and I have to be very careful not to put it in the ditch. And so I, I just, I, but it's my normal predisposition that when a candidate comes on, I'm just going to kind of let them go because of the very thing Michael just mentioned. If they do not talk about certain things that voters are interested in, well, you're going to pick that up, right? You don't need me steering them towards something or away from something necessarily, uh, and especially in a broad national conversation like that. So I, I, you know, I don't bore in and, and ask a lot of things other than tell me about yourself. And if in that tell me about yourself 10-minute conversation or however long they don't mention certain things, that tells me it's not as important on the list to them. And uh, to your point, Michael, that may tell you what you need to know in a race like that. 901-260-5926 is how you can reach us in the Liberty University studio. But I'll tell you one thing, and, and I believe this fervently. Anyone who is running for office, nobody needs the aggravation. Okay, so if you make the decision to run, you're sacrificing an awful lot. And I have great respect for people who run. And, and again, part of it is my experience being here in the free state of Iowa with our caucuses. But there are going to be some people who score very low Monday. It just happens every four years. But I still applaud them for the effort because every one of them has something to say. They may not win, but we need to hear all voices. Coming up, we'll hear the voice of Congressman Rosendale, why Secretary Austin should be tossed out. That's as the Todd Starn Show continues. Jeff Stein in for Todd. Come on back after the break, won't you? Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Let's go now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and welcome a return guest to the program. He is Congressman Matt Rosendale. Congressman Rosendale, of course, represents the 2nd Congressional District of the great state of Montana. Congressman Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for joining us. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks for having me on today, Jeff. I see news is breaking about Secretary Lloyd Austin's medical condition, and I'll get to that in a moment, but talk about the articles of impeachment that you have drafted, and I don't know if they've yet been introduced or if that is still the plan today. That is the plan today. When we gavel back in at uh, 6.30 p.m., I will be introducing these uh, articles of impeachment. I think they are extremely warranted. Uh, Jeff, if you look at the pattern of behavior that the secretary has demonstrated, uh, his failure to demolish or obstruct the Chinese spy balloon that was first detected over uh, Montana, um, the fact that he misled the American people about, about the balloon, first of all, its existence. Second of all, about its ability to maneuver so that it could stay in certain areas and and collect data. Uh, The fact that it was collecting data, the fact that it was able to transmit that data to China. These are all uh, circumstances that that have been proven out as fact 
that um, Secretary Austin lied to the American people about and that we have slowly but surely been able to gather this information. That's before we even have a conversation about the terrible withdrawal from Afghanistan where we lost 13 soldiers. Uh, that's before uh, that caused the release of 100,000 refugees from Afghanistan here in our country that had not been vetted, uh, including uh, releasing people that, that one of these refugees went to Missoula, Montana and raped a girl. Um, he has basically, again, established a, a pattern of behavior where he has not been truthful uh, with the American people. It has endangered our national security and, and citizens across the nation, and it clearly warrants his impeachment. The news that is uh, just coming out, a statement from the Pentagon that Secretary Austin is being treated for prostate cancer, and the short of it is that he underwent what they term a minimally invasive, minimally invasive surgical procedure just before Christmas. He uh, then had intense pain from a urinary tract infection. That led to his hospitalization on New Year's Day. And again, while our thoughts and prayers are with him for a speedy recovery, is there not a protocol, Congressman, that one is to follow when you are a cabinet secretary, in particular the defense secretary at a time of global unrest? Is there not a protocol that, uh, I mean, i got to tell my boss if I'm not coming into work? Yeah, you would certainly uh, think so. And again, this should be frightening to everyone across the nation. Uh, We understand now that uh, he was put into the hospital um, and that uh, Kathleen Hicks was literally deputy was on vacation in Puerto Rico and and then was told that, oh, by the way, uh, the the secretary has been in the hospital for a couple of days now. You're going to have to maintain these duties. That is so compromising, again, to our national security to think that this was going on. Was he put under? Was he sedated? If so, for how long? What happens if, if something tragic had happened and he never did come out of uh, the sedation? You know, where would we be then? Who would be making decisions and, and what authority would be, they be making those decisions under? And, and then we find out that the president wasn't even informed of, of any of this as well. And, and I have to ask who, who actually was informed who actually did understand this did barack obama former president know what was going on is he the one running a shadow government because i will tell you i don't have any confidence instilled in me as i watch president joe biden wandering around a stage nowadays trying to deliver a speech congressman matt rosendale of the state of montana joining us live on the todd starn show jeff stein filling in for todd today the report from the defense department indicates that secretary austin was under general anesthesia during the september i'm sorry december 22nd procedure during the last eight days that he's been in the hospital including intensive care they claim he never lost consciousness and never underwent general anesthesia well the you know, there there are a lot of people in the media jumping up and down saying, how come we didn't know about this? Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, I understand why reporters are upset. But did the White House know about the December 22nd 
procedure where he underwent the anesthesia? Was there a handoff of duties then? I mean, what we all know, and you you set forth quite accurately this uh, situation after New Year's Day where no one in the department, no one in the White House, no one at NSA knew anything about the Secretary of Defense being in the hospital and compromised. I wonder if they knew anything about the December 22nd procedure and didn't tell us. That's exactly the questions that I'm posing, Jeff. And again, uh, when we've got all of these conflicts that, quite frankly, have been self-imposed because of the Biden administration, whether you're discussing the the problems with Iran or the problems that uh, Israel's having over there right now fighting with Hamas, uh, what happens if North Korea had decided to, you know, to go rogue and, and, and send a missile? What happens if China had decided to begin their uh, conflict with Taiwan? Okay, there there are so many places where where conflicts are taking place um, right now that we were exposed to a national security issue, and and yet no one was in charge, no one was informed. And we just don't know what's going on. But I still go back to this being the pattern of behavior that has been established by uh, Secretary Austin uh, by misleading uh, the general public or not giving them accurate information about exactly what our national security risks are, what our adversaries are trying to do to us. And meanwhile, he wasn't even at the wheel. We, we, we are now being told that maybe possibly some of that time Kathleen Hicks was. That does not make me sleep well. Well, the problem, too, as I understand it, and you're much more in tune with how this all played out, but my understanding is that the excuse they were giving was to say, well, no, she was, she was uh, able, had there been a situation room issue, she could have dialed in from Puerto Rico, etc. But the president at that point would not have known. So in other words, the call goes out, everybody's got to get to the situation room or everybody's got to get on the uh, on the secure link. The president would look up and not see Lloyd Austin and not know why. And I'm not making a joke and, about and, his and mental competency. And his past performance, he probably wouldn't recognize who in the world that even was. Well, I set you up for that. You're right. I was not about to, <laughs> didn't want to go down that road. But again, the people in the room, it would be, oh, well, we've got this covered. I, the fact that then the president apparently was told on Thursday of last week did not talk to the secretary till Saturday, if I'm remembering right, and the report was that they had a warm conversation. I, I you know, there there are no expletives that are appropriate for radio for me to describe how dysfunctional that situation is. It's correct, and if it's that dysfunctional again, this is endangering the United States national security. And, 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 and we have got to start holding people accountable. If you accept this type of conduct from the highest-ranking members of the president's cabinet and the president himself, then, then that is why we have the problems that we do. If we accept this uh, conduct from Mayorkas, then that's why we have an invasion taking place on the southern border right now. If we accept this type of conduct from Biden, that's why we have conflicts all around the world right now. And if we accept this kind of conduct from the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense, that is why we are jeopardizing our national security. And, and I intend to do something about it. Congressman Matt Rosendale of the state of Montana joining us on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. I don't want to give you the big head, Congressman, but you announced yesterday you were going to file these. I find it not 
just a coincidence that the Pentagon issued a detailed statement this afternoon. This is clearly an attempt to derail what you intend to do, which is to put the focus on it, because obviously they're now going to go, and again, thoughts and prayers for a medical condition, but now it's going to sound like you're beating up on a sick guy. That, that, uh, look, that hasn't gone unnoticed by me and or my staff, I will yeah. tell you. Yesterday, none of this information was available, okay? Why wasn't this information available on December the 22nd when he first went in for, for surgery? Why wasn't it made available on January the 1st when he went back in again or the 2nd or the 3rd? This is being made available now because this has been highlighted. And, and, and again, if we accept mediocrity, if we accept, national security of our nation to be compromised by this individual, then, then it will be. I won't accept it. The people of Montana expect more, and the people across this country expect more. It's kind of flipped for me to say, but with this kind of result, can you, can you introduce some other articles of impeachment against other people, and we can kind of get some information out of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it's going to require. We tried to use the Holman rule going through the appropriations process to just zero out the the compensation for many of these people, and unfortunately, uh, the vast majority of the Republicans voted against those those amendments that we had proposed. There's only a, a group of us, anywhere from 50 to 70, that would even vote to to make these reductions in spending. You know, we continue to hear Jeff that the House of Representatives has the power of the purse, and that's what we are supposed to do: use the purse strings. To, to fund or not fund parts of government that we find objectionable, right? And what I'm finding is that most of the people up here should be carrying a purse instead of instead of controlling the purse strings. <laughs> Exit question, Congressman. Do you have the support, do you think, of your caucus or your leadership? Do you have any idea where this is going after you introduce it later today? Uh, I do not. Um, but I will tell you this, that, that I have not had a single individual reach out to my office and say, this is a bad idea. Mm. Uh, I do know that when we did utilize the home and roll, um, to, to zero out a bunch of these salaries, again, the home and rule to reduce, uh, Lloyd Austin's salary to zero passed by a voice vote. So uh, that shows, tells me that, that we do have a fair amount of support. Congressman, a privilege to speak to you. Good luck with this uh, movement, and uh, keep stirring it up if you would, sir. Thank you so much. It's all for the country, Jeff. That's why we're doing it. Absolutely. Amen to that. Congressman Matt Rosendale, 2nd District, Montana, joining us on the Todd Starn Show. He'll be introducing those articles of impeachment against Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin when the chamber reconvenes, gavels into session, Looks like about three hours or so from now. And the statement that was just uh, released uh, to the media by the Pentagon indicating that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is being treated for prostate cancer. He had a surgical procedure on December 22nd. There was a complication that led to a urinary tract infection and severe pain. That's what led him to be admitted to Walter Reed Hospital on New Year's Day, where he still is, to our knowledge. And Congressman Rosendale uh, joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Just, just amazing that you've got to threaten, not just threaten, to have drafted articles of impeachment to get the agency to tell what was really going on. That's just stunning. Absolutely stunning. 
901-260-5926 is how you can join us in the Liberty University studio. Final segment of the program coming up. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the final portion of this Tuesday edition of the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Grateful that you've been along. Thanks to Dylan and thanks to Grace for their excellent work. This makes this so easy. They are so good at making Todd look good. Well, okay, he has a little hand in it, but it, it is such a privilege to talk to you and to work with such a great team. And again, our guests appear on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line so interesting, Congressman Rosendale, that last conversation. If you missed it, uh, go to the Toddcast podcast. Uh, that will be posted shortly at toddstarns.com. I had a short night because I was uh, I did a late night hit on the Fox News channel. Had to get up real early to clear snow today. But I got a great quality of sleep, and that's because I have a MyPillow and I have Giza Dream Sheets. Simple as that. The Giza Dream bed sheets look and feel great, and that means an even better night's sleep, and that's crucial for our overall health. You know that Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. It works for me, and a chance for you to try out any product you've been wondering about. That chance is this sale of the year, 50% off the Giza Dream sheets, prices down as low as $29.98 depending on the size. But you have to go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Podcast Square Use promo code STARNS. You'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all the MyPillow products. That includes the MyPillow 2.0. Absolutely love my MyPillow 2.0. The mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Mike Lindell and MyPillow, a true American success story. And this discount, I mean, this is unheard of. So it's obvious that he's not just in this for the money because you'd pay a lot more than this most of the time. But because you're a good listener of this program and you use the promo code STARNS, you get these deep, deep discounts. The phone number is 800-839-8506. I'll say that again. It's 1-800-839-8506. Or go to MyPillow.com. Again, be sure to use the promo code STARNS. That's promo code STARNS at MyPillow.com. All right, six days before the Iowa Presidential Precinct Caucuses. Last week I did a television program called Iowa Talking Points. It's part of a series. You can see them at iowatalkingpoints.com. We're doing a live one at 5.30 Eastern on Thursday with Vivek Ramaswamy. And, and the guest was the Iowa Party Chair, Republican Party of Iowa Chair Jeff Kaufman. And under his leadership in the past decade, the state that was a little bit blue, mainly purple, is now pretty much red. And he said some things that I want to close with today because I think it is very important in the overall conversation. He said that after the nomination process, we cannot have never-Trumpers. We cannot have never-DeSantis folks. We cannot have people who say they're never-Haley, never-Ramaswamy, never-whatever. As he pointed out, this is a tough fight and emotions run high because people are so, so convinced their candidate is the one. And I respect that like you wouldn't believe. But as he pointed out, after a proper time to get over it, lick your wounds if you're not the winner, heal, that is a part of it, it is time to come together as a party or else you're going to have 
four more, eight more years of Democrats in the White House, and this country, this republic, cannot stand that. Is it Joe Biden? Well, if you vote for Joe Biden, you're really voting for Kamala Harris, but in reality, are they swept aside at the time of the convention, and does Michelle Obama take center stage with Gavin Newsom as a running mate? Oh, my goodness, do we need any of this? The point is, you may vehemently be in favor of your candidate, but once the fight is over, it is time to come together for the common cause of taking the country back. What a privilege to speak to you all in Starnes Nation behind this microphone. Todd, get well soon, my friend. Rest that voice. I'm Jeff Stein. A real privilege to be with you today. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Todd Starnes Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.